Welcome to the Beyond the Sermon podcast, where we take your questions from Sunday's teachings in order to form a dialogue about the scriptures and what God is teaching each and every one of us. Well, welcome back to Beyond the Sermon podcast. Today is April 24th, and this morning we were back in the book of Acts, looking at Acts chapter 20, beginning of verse 7, all the way through 21, uh, verse 16. And here this morning, our core truth that we saw is that God wants you to know his will. It's, it's this big idea that, that Luke is wrestling through in Paul's life there in this, in this larger section. And so we, we wrestled with that this morning. Uh, here on the Beyond the Sermon podcast, joined by Jeff South. Jeff is our director of Upward. And, uh, and so, Jeff, what else do you do here, man? Mm, that's a good question. People Everything. are always asking that. What do you do here? <laughs> no, I said, what else <laughs> oh, do okay. you do oh, here? Oh, gotcha. I know what you do, and I know what else you do. Uh, Jeff does a lot of things around here for us. Yeah, I, I, I try to help out wherever I possibly can. I mean, if, if you need a hand making some coffee, I can do that, or teaching a lesson on Sunday school uh-huh. for somebody, or helping out on Wednesday night. Yeah, so, Jeff leads. Jeff day. and Carla lead a, a small group at their house. Uh, yet Carla runs our cafe. Jeff's wife Carla runs our cafe, and so you often find Jeff back there helping out or <laughs> teaching teaching some group on Sunday mornings as well, or middle schoolers or our high schoolers or uh, all kinds of places, and also serving on Wednesday nights in our in our student ministry. And one thing I love about you, man, is that then you invite those students into serving at Upward. And yeah. so that's been an awesome thing to watch you do here as you've, you've been here, what, two, two years now? It's going on three. Going on three. Three in July. But yeah. Man. Just, just over two. Time flies when you're having fun, that's Jeff. So much fun. It is. It's been a blast. I've enjoyed every minute of it. And like you said, getting some of the students to help out with Upward. I mean, the little yeah. kids love adults, but they really love yeah. high schoolers and middle yeah. schoolers that are close to their yeah. age to get involved in their life too. Yeah. When they can look to that next age, it's in front of them. Oh mm-hmm. man, they think high schoolers and middle schoolers are just the coolest ever. Right. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Especially those little kids. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. They're still fooled a bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they do. They, I mean, it, our students do a fantastic job connecting with them and listening to them and helping them along and coaching them up. So. Yeah. And when you're doing your regular everyday duties, Upward is not a small endeavor. We've had how many how many uh, basketball players here? We just finished basketball season not yeah. too long ago. So how many coaches and how many players? Uh, we had 105 coaches for basketball. Mm-hmm. and then That's um, a couple. That's a couple. And then we had 473 basketball players. Amazing. From the ages of kindergarten to seventh grade. And then, of course, all their families that come along with that on game days. Yeah. So yeah. it's a lot. There's a few details to manage. Yeah, just, just a couple. Just a couple things Just in a there. couple. My wife helps me a lot, and <laughs> so does uh, the assistant at Upward. Yeah. So, yeah. A lot of good stuff. Yeah. A lot of good stuff. And so, Jeff, thanks for investing just into this into this community through Upward. Yeah. Absolutely. It's such a great opportunity to bless those around us that way. Well, this morning we're talking about God's will. And so, Jeff, you've been following Jesus for a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were at 19 when you came to meet Jesus at college. That's correct. And uh, and now you're only 25. So yeah, Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah 25 so, how many times over? Uh, a couple decades. No, <laughs> at least two of those 25s. <laughs> I was like, you've got a son that's at least 25, don't you? Uh, how old I, are your boys? I have a son that's 31. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I only have two of them that aren't 25 yet. So okay. three 
three of them are over 25 and two under still. There you go. There you go. So, so you've been following Jesus for a few years here. And um, so this, this idea of following God's will can often become something that's like so murky or ambiguous mm. for us. How do I even know what God's will is? Mm-hmm. When it comes to your life, you know, as you and Carla have followed Jesus and in ministry, right? Knowing when is it time to move and those kind of things. What has been the most practical help for you to discern the will of God? How have you been able to know God's will for you in, in specific seasons? Oh, yeah. well, I, one of the most helpful ways that um, I've had others coach me along and concerning the will of God is saying, hey, are you walking on a daily basis mm-hmm. with the Spirit of God? Are, are mm. you in His Word? Are you, are you daily... You know, listening to what he's saying and talking to him. Yeah. And at the same time, hanging out with other Jesus followers. Yeah. Because right there is, is when we are doing that, it is easier for us to discern the will of God and to say, because God's spirit's already working in you and working through you. As yeah. it says in Philippians, you know, he works in us and through us as we walk with him day by day. Yeah. It's easier to be able to discern the will of God. But on the big decisions, there's always other people, yeah. other counsel other people to seek counsel with. I mean, I think you touched on it as well. Talking with some people outside your circle, but also inside your circle. Yeah. And and inside that orbit of, of Jesus followers that you have and maybe a couple of trusted friends. But I, I obviously when we are looking for God's will, we bathe it in prayer like others. Um, yeah. And and we, we seek out what's going to be the best for us to be able to help and serve the Lord as an overall aspect of what we're going to do or where we're going to go. Yeah. Going to buy a house. Hey God, is this the area where you can use us the most? Mm. Is, is, is this the, an area that needs a light for Jesus? If it is, then that's one of those areas, but we don't necessarily know that until yeah. you get actually into the neighborhood and yeah. obviously trust God to open up the doors. But uh, most, mm. I mean, walking with him on a daily basis, praying and um, seeking Seeking wisdom and the simple decisions, yes, but also the big decisions through yeah. the Word of God is is the best way I, and what we've experienced. But, yeah, I mean, sometimes that's not always an easy, clear-cut thing, but I believe when you do walk in that path, God will give you a peace. Yes. Confidence. Yeah. Uh, a clear destination. You're going, okay, I feel like this is where God wants us to go. And it's yeah. not just a feeling. But it's an inner confidence, an inner understanding, yeah. inner leading of the Holy Spirit saying, this is it. And even though you still could be reluctant because you don't know how the finances are going to work out or you don't know. Mm-hmm. You may not so. know how. Uh, that's what Paul, I mean, we saw Paul this morning, right? He said, I'm I'm bound by the Holy Spirit here. Mm-hmm. I've been convinced by the Holy Spirit that I'm supposed to go to Jerusalem. And yeah. oh, by the way, guys, the Holy Spirit has told me in, to every city that I'm going to go to that there are going to be those that are going to are, are going to be openly hostile towards me, Mm -hmm. you know? And so both Paul and the disciples and even Agabus, who's this given this very clear prophetic word in this moment, they don't know how it's going to work out. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not like we're not given that Paul knew all the details of what's, Mm -hmm. what was going ahead. But I love that word, that, that way that you described is this sort of this inner peace, right? That you hear this, the, the voice of the spirit saying, mm-hmm. giving you peace, giving you assurance, giving you calmness mm-hmm. about that decision and going, okay, no, this is what I'm supposed to do. Even if I can't, even if there are still uncertainties, right? If not, if everything's not checked, 
every box isn't isn't ticked off right, right. yeah yeah as yeah. matter of fact a lot of times the boxes aren't checked off mm-hmm. stepping out by faith and yeah. walking by faith saying god i don't understand why i'm going this direction yeah but you've given us confidence and you've given yeah. us good counsel yeah and we feel like we need to step out of faith and go this way even though yeah it doesn't always make sense doesn't always make sense and but the other side of it too is that those times the uncertainty only increases in our lives Mm. when we don't spend that regular abiding time with God. Right. And that's what you said. I appreciate that word as well Is like, how do I know God's will? Well, it's this, I I need to be regularly abiding with God, Mm. right. In his word, in his presence, in in prayer. You know, if I'm, if I'm only ever uh, sending God requests in my prayer life, but not listening for him, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not going to know what the voice of God sounds like. You know, so I appreciate that. It's that, it's that, man, I got to be faithfully with him. And the more that I'm faithfully with him, uh, the more that he makes the obscure things clear, Yeah. you know, and that he does that through giving me this peace. So, yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, here's the next question for you. It's an interesting question. It says, is God's will what God wants or is it just what actually happens? Is God's will yeah. what God wants, or is it just what happens? <laughs> this kind of begs this really big question of autonomy and a, libertar- a philosophically a libertarian sense of freedom. Do we really have, you know, sort of this ability to make decisions, or is it just what it is, or is, is, or is God truly sovereignly in control? Mm. You know, so I guess maybe let's ask it that way, Jeff. How have you been convinced of the sovereignty of God that he's actually in control of your life? Amen. Oh. You know, as as a young believer, there are so many things that uh, I was needing to make decision as a 19-year-old. Of you know, I felt God directing us and directing mm-hmm. me into the in the ministry. And so, what, what was the next step? And yeah, it was one of those sovereignty questions that were an, that was answered as people began to come up. And the president of the college that I was going to gave me a phone call because he went to the mm. church that we were at and said, "Hey." I hear you want to go to Bible. I hear you want to go to um, study to be in the ministry. We have a scholarship available for you. So it was one of those sovereignty. God was already at work, and he was confirming that this was the direction he was wanting us to go because yeah. some of the things did come in where, I mean, you get a $12,000 scholarship to go, and you're going, okay, this is really the direction that God's wanting me to go. And then yeah. as I get there, um, second day that I'm there, didn't know it at the time. I was introduced to a group of people that started hanging out with each other, and um, one of them ended up being my wife. We hung out there, okay. her group hung out with our group, but we all were talking about, hey, this is what God wants us to do in our life. Yeah, we don't know what it's going to look like, we don't know what it's going to feel like, taste like, where it's going to be, but we do know this is the direction. And so that yeah. was just another confirmation of the sovereignty of God. Is God is already at work in those groups, already working those people, and He just kept leading us through there. And yeah. So. Did I have control over that? Uh, I obviously could have said no at some point in time yeah. and maybe walked out of the per, you know will of God. And it's the theological, is this the permissive will of God or the perfect will of God? And it's yeah. a whole other argument. But at the same time, right, sometimes we do get outside of the will of God. Yeah, I, I think so. we can. But do we get outside of his, yeah, again, it's the, this perfect will. Right. And, and his perfect will is ultimately for our salvation. Excellent. Right. Excellent. Excellent way to put it. Yes. Right. It's for our salvation. And mm-hmm. that's the perfect will of God is that all would come to know him. Amen. Not all are going to come to know him. 
because he gives us the autonomy to say yes or no to Jesus. Right. And so, you know, Jeff, as you're describing that situation in your life, you're going, these moments where you feel God called you into something, you took that next step of obedience, mm-hmm. and then God is is revealing to you in the circumstance of that that he is actually working. That he's yeah. sovereignly putting play, things into your life. Now, you met Carla. What, what if you and Carla never got married? Yeah. Right? Is there somebody else that you could have married that you would have still glorified God in ministry with? Absolutely. There were several that were there yeah. at that place. Yeah. That we connected, got to know each other. We all had the same type of goals and we were all looking to serve the Lord. So there could have been more than just one person. It could have been more than one. And what if you never got married? Exactly. Could you glorify God in that? Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. Right. So I think it's a balance between those mm. is that, yes, God sovereignly directs our path, but then there's also moments along the way where God goes, Hey, choose your own adventure. Yeah. Like I've given you the boundaries you know, mm-hmm. I've told you when you're considering marriage, who, who should you, sh- who you should pursue, right? Pursue. Uh, don't pursue someone that you're unequally yoked with. Right. Right. They need to be a Jesus follower. They need to be a Christian and you need to be, you need to be on the same page in spiritual maturity. Absolutely. Right. Um, so don't, don't marry someone that you're unequally yoked in. Um, pursue somebody that's also called into mm-hmm. ministry. Like if you're called into ministry, pursue someone that's called into ministry, you right. know, um, right. Uh, pursue somebody that has the affirmation and the, uh, the, uh, positive affirmation of your friends. Oh, and the, the mature adults in your life. Right. Amen. I always tell teenagers this, if your friends don't like your boyfriend or girlfriend, that's a major red flag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a major red flag, you know? And, uh, and so, so God's word gives us the boundaries for that mm-hmm. stuff. But then I think God gives us some freedom in, in that moment. And, um, and equally, if your parents don't like the friends you're hanging out with, yeah. that's a red flag yeah. as well. Cause I mean, there, there's some of the guidance that you need to, to adhere to as you're walking, yeah. trying to follow the will of God yeah. because the, God placed them sovereignly into your life. Yeah. And so to listen and to abide and to, to walk with them and to understand, Hey, Mom and dad saying these guys aren't good for me. I, I need to rethink my strategy. Yeah. Uh, so I think even as I shared in our in the sermon today, like when Danielle and I were leaving Pittsburgh, we knew that we had we had received a clear word from the Lord that that we were released from that ministry. Mm. That we had served the season that we were in. And then we actually went to a year-long process of discerning what was next. It took us a year to figure out what was next. And um, and in the end, this year-long moment does not culminate in this, like, you know, uh, single option, God led us here, you know. It actually culminated in a decision to be made, right? Mm. Two ministry opportunities at the same time. Right. Right, and we went, oh, we can live in both places. We can glorify Jesus in both places. We already know that we're called into ministry. We've tested other scenarios. We've got this word of affirmation from other believers in our lives, and can I glorify? So we came down. We said, "Okay, well, we're going to choose Atlantic." Right. You know, and so did God sovereignly direct that? I believe He did, and I believe that God sovereignly directed our steps there and the people that we've met along the way and those kind of things. But if we would have went to Minneapolis, I believe God would have sovereignly directed that as well. So um, it's not. I don't think it's just what happens. I think God does direct our steps, and even when we take a moment where we're out of the will of His, that that. Uh, that situational will of God, right? Where he goes, Hey, choose. And we go, nah, we're going to go somewhere else. I think we miss some blessings. Amen. 
but we don't, we're not cut out of God's perfect will for our lives. We don't lose salvation because of that, you know? Um, What do you think about this question here? Um, So it comes in, should we test God? Should we ask him to give us a sign to demonstrate his will? And the, the passage of scripture that's referenced here is Isaiah chapter 7, verses 10 and 11. And here is Ahaz. We actually looked at this passage in our Advent series. Um, Ahaz says, again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be as deep as Sheol. So let it go as deep, you know, as, as far down as you can imagine. Sheol was the grave in Hebrew in Hebrew uh, ideology there, and or as high as heaven. So Isaiah, the prophet, is coming to Ahaz, and he's saying, ask whatever you want. Let it be as big as you can imagine. That's the, that's the illustration mm-hmm. here. As big as you can imagine. And God will demonstrate his, uh, his sovereignty to you and his glory to you. So is it right for us to ask God for a sign in order to trust him? You know, just in my experience, biblically speaking, I think God permits us to be able to do that. I mean, Gideon did it as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I think God allows us, depending on, um, I think it's probably based off our maturity. If, if we are young in our faith yeah. and we need a, a sign to show, I mean, obviously the Israelites look for signs all the time. and But at the same time, I, there are times when we do ask God for a test and, and and say, God, if this is really you, show me through this direction or this direction or close this door or open this door or something like that. I think there's yeah. he, he permits that. I, I, I do believe that uh, I wouldn't use that as my primary mm-hmm. measuring stick. Mm-hmm. I mean, my primary measuring stick is, hey, how, how does this glorify God? How, do, yeah. how, how can I further the gospel? How can I help my family grow? How can I help my wife grow? Yeah. How can I give to those those are my those are my guidelines but if there's a something to say hey god if 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 the, if the salary works out here and then yeah. use that as a test to say hey yeah i'll step through that so those kind of things yeah. yes I, I do believe god permits that especially because we are a people of having to step out on faith and, and we're not always mature in our, yeah. our walk god allows us to be able to to take some smaller steps i mean he says a light into our path so sometimes those small steps are a path and he opens it up and he shows us something shows us something down another one but yes yeah. I, I think he does sometimes yeah i wouldn't say that is a constant in my life yeah i don't always look to test god i'm going okay god wants me to go this way sometimes i say no and then he corrects me and then i get back in to the will of god yeah of yeah. saying okay I, I need to get back in here but obviously it's easy when it's talking about sin as composed mm-hmm. to obedience yeah i mean if you're if you're walking in sin, then God's obviously. Like it's, said, it's not. It's an easy one. It's a no yeah. brainer. I'm, I'm out of the will of God right <laughs> yeah. there. I got to get back in the will of God. God does not want me to continue my in my sinful behavior, right? right? Yeah. yeah I, Jeff, I think you're right. I think there is this balance. And uniquely, this passage in Isaiah is given to Isaiah, who is not a God fearing man. Or Isaiah is a God fearing man. Isaiah gives it to Ahaz, who's mm-hmm. not a God fearing man. He's a bad king. Right. Okay. Ahaz is surrounded by enemies, and God is promising to save him. And so God uniquely gives him this moment and says, I'll give you a sign. I'll show you. Ironically, Ahaz rejects it. And God says, I'm still going to deliver a sign. Mm-hmm. And the sign is Jesus. Right. And, um, but I think, I think God gives us a sign. So here's what I want to say is, I think you're right. God allows us that, that we got to check our hearts. What are our hearts motives in demanding a sign? Are we being, are we being humble and truly going, okay, Jesus, I don't see how this is going to work out. Show me how this is going to work out. Mm-hmm. Or are we going, Pri- are we being prideful? 
God, I will only do this if you give me a sign, you know? And I think we got to check our heart's motives in that. But then the other thing that I often wonder is how many signs did we ignore along mm, the way? Yeah. What about, the, what is the mountain of evidence that's behind us? They may not have been grandiose signs. They may not have been visions. They may, may not have been dreams. They may not have been prophetic words. They may not have been whatever you were looking for. But how many, how many little signs along the way did we miss because we weren't faithfully abiding with Christ, right? And we've missed a mountain of evidence, a mountain of signs, because we were going, if you raise somebody from the dead. (laughs) We were looking for the big sign. I'll go do that, (laughs) right? I mean, Martin Luther, this is famously Martin Luther's story. He's caught in the middle of a storm. He's not a monk yet. He's He's not a priest yet. He's caught in the middle of a storm, and he goes, God, if you save me, then I'll go be faithful for you. But Martin, you should have been faithful to him along the way, right? Uh, so it's uniquely part of Martin Luther's story. But we look for those moments. We want those more than anything else. We go, but what? What's the mountain of evidence behind mm-hmm. me? You know. So no, that, that's well said. I like I like the way you put that. Is is that a lot of times we miss those signs of te- the God orders are showing us, and we're going because we're looking at the wrong thing. Yeah, we're looking at the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. but but yeah, yeah. as we walk day by day. And then we're walking in the spirit, being in the word. God will give us, and he will, will reveal those small signs. Yeah. And he will obviously show his sovereignty and place yeah. those in our path. Yeah. But are, are our eyes open to seeing where God's at work? Yeah. And do we join him there when that? Yeah. When we finally realize it? Yeah. Well, and so here, that leads us to our last question here. And there's, uh, there are a lot of questions, but they all kind of surround around some of the similar similar topics here. But this is the question of potential. And it says that, you know, I feel like I'm not living up to my God-given potential. And so um, let me just read the question. I constantly feel like I'm not living up to my potential and often lost in what my purpose is or what I should do. What should one do in this situation and what does, uh, and what would the Lord say about this situation? So I think that's the other side here. This is the real emotional vulnerable moment of like, I don't know what God's will is. And what we often mean by that is what this person is asking is, is, a, is a vulnerable and real question. Am I, am I living up to my life's purpose? How do I and how do I do that? What, what do I do with the Lord in this? You know? yeah. So, Jeff, what do you think? I mean, as you hear that, how do I take steps to live in the purpose the Lord has for me? Yeah, I, I think that that's one of those examination moments in looking at my life and being honest and sometimes going to some other people and asking them, this is what yeah. I see. This is what I see in me. Is, is Do you see this? Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously doing some evaluation of, okay, all this stuff lines up in the spiritual, but there's a bigger amount of stuff that doesn't line up in the spiritual. Yeah. Maybe God is opening up a, an avenue for me to adjust my life because I am not living up to my fullest potential. Yeah. And then bringing another person in. It doesn't have to be a, a extremely wise spiritual person. It can be one of my friends. It can be one of my family members. They yeah. can actually see. Yeah, I have noticed that you, you walking down a path that's kind of scary. Yeah, and, and, and so when we're doing that, I think it is important for us to, as Paul says, examine yourself, mm-hmm. see if the way you're living your life is in step with the Spirit. And so. To answer the question, I would talk with somebody depending on their situation and the circumstances. Yeah. Is it, yeah. As you look at yourself, sometimes it's just the, the evil one sometimes trying to sow yeah. doubt in your heart, in your yeah. mind. 
And sometimes it's the world just trying to cast, just put a stumbling block. But at the same time, you know, the Holy Spirit could be working and saying, "Yep, Jeff, examine, because what I'm putting in your heart is something you need to really consider. Yeah. And other times it's, hey, no, you know, remain strong, yeah. stand firm, keep yeah. moving. Yeah. And, and, and so to be able to discern those two also comes with how am I walking in the Spirit or mm -hmm. how am I seeking wiser counsel because I'm not walking in the Spirit so I can get back on and be fulfilling what God has called me to be. Yeah. I mean, all of us get those moments in our life where we're going, all right, I've spent way too much time away from sharing my faith. I spent yeah. way too much time away from being in the Word of God. Yeah. And we have that emptiness where we're going, all right, I, I need to get back on there and I need somebody to help me. Yeah. And so engaging other people, bringing them in, I think it's the best way. Cause sometimes yeah. when we look at the mirror, we don't always see ourselves as clearly as we should. Yeah. I think that's a good word, Jeff. I think part of it is we really do need people who are going to speak truth into our lives. Um, I, I remember in that season of leaving Pittsburgh, um, one of the things that Danielle and I did is we felt we, we tested out, are we called into, into overseas missions? And so we actually applied with Reach Global, which is the Free Church's global arm of missions. And uh, based on a recommendation from a friend of ours who was leading the city team in Rome, and they said, we really want you to apply. We really want you to think through this. We would love, we would love to explore the idea of you being on our team. And we went, hey, we're in this season of exploration. And missions is part of our heart, right? Missions is part of what Daniel and I are passionate about. And so it wasn't out of the blue. Right, it wasn't something so random, uh, but we we applied, we were accepted, we were affirmed into that, and then we had somebody who had a real frank fundraising conversation with us mm. and said, "Here's how much you're going to need to fundraise. Let's talk about it." And clearly, it was like, "Oh, we don't have the family networks, and we don't have the church networks to raise that money." Like it was a really clear moment where the spirit, where God went, "Nope, this is not for you." But if it weren't for that, perpen, that person who had an honest, frank discussion and said, here's the amount of money you need to, re, you, you need to raise. Here's how, you, here's how you should typically do that. You don't have that. Mm -hmm. Now, we're not saying that you, sh you can't explore this, but then we, we took that back to some other godly people and they were like, don't do it. Like, don't do it, you know? And so we do need people who are going to speak truth into our lives. And if sometimes when we, when we feel like we're not living up to our purpose – have other people affirm things in us, but they're not being true. They're not speaking truth to us. And then, you know what? Sometimes we just get stuck in desert seasons. Yeah. So here's the other side of it. You do have honest, truthful people who are encouraging you, affirming you. You do have giftings that you know the, that God has given you, right? Um, like if I said I wanted to be a professional, I feel like God called me to be a professional basketball player. Jeff, you would laugh me out of the podcast studio right now, right? I'd give you some advice. <laughs> <laughs> Grow a few more inches and learn to shoot. Um, but right, so uh, but let's say we are walking. We do know our gifts. We we have truthful people mm -hmm. in our lives. Sometimes we're just in a desert. Yeah. And when we're in that season and we're feeling purposeless or listless, I think we just need to focus on taking the next right step of obedience. Mm -hmm. Um, and ultimately glorifying Jesus in our everyday lives. Yeah. And the more that we do that, God, God begins to reveal and clarify for us of, oh, that's what you wanted me to do then. Mm -hmm. And hindsight, right, is often the gift of this. When we get on the other side of a season and we go, oh, that's how God worked there. I didn't know how he was going to do that. That's what God did, mm -hmm. you know? And so, but it's just never an easy place to be in a desert season. Right. It's hard. Also, another good encouragement here is why we need other believers. 
to encourage us and to spur us on to continue taking steps of right obedience uh, with the Lord in that. So good word. Yeah. Well, Jeff, thanks man for joining us here on the podcast. And there are a handful more questions, but they all tend to be in and around those, those areas, right. Of, uh, how do I live out my purpose? How do I figure out God's will? Um, can, can I get out of God's will? All that kind of stuff. And so thanks for just wrestling through that with us this morning and uh, helping us to create a dialogue around God's word. Absolutely. Thanks for the chance. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week.